Today is Friday, February 25th. The title for our devotional is Pursuing Reconciliation. Ken Sandy, in his book The Peacemakers, helpfully outlines two unhealthy responses to conflict resolution. One is an attack response, which eventually leads to what he calls, describes as, relational homicide. The other is the escape response, which eventually leads to what he calls relational suicide. Neither are healthy. Instead, like God, our goal in peacemaking and conflict resolution should be reconciliation. In the devotional, I've included uh, an infographic from uh, Sandy's book, The Peacemakers, uh, that, that is a helpful illustration of this topic. Reconciliation refers to the exchange of hostility for a friendly relationship. This is precisely what God has accomplished through Jesus on the cross for those who believe in him. Colossians 1, 19-22 For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, that's Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. 2 Corinthians 5.17, the verse that is one of the most commonly memorized verses. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So, Christ's work on the cross has reconciled those who are in Christ to God. Our vertical relationship has been reconciled by Christ. The reconciliation that Christ brought us to God also has implications for our reconciliation one to another. In Ephesians, Paul talks often about the unity that we are to have in Christ as the church. Ephesians 2, 13-22 But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He's referring to the Gentiles being brought into the people of God. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, we are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. So the vertical relationship has been reconciled us to God through Christ. And through Christ's work on the cross, we, uh, the dividing wall of hostility between people has been broken down and we are to be united and one in Christ. Reconciliation, unity, one to another within the church, is a really important part of being in the people of God. It is acting like God 
and it is maintaining the unity that Christ has brought us. It's no small matter to put off reconciliation. Furthermore, if when we have conflict in the church, then we approach it with the goal of reconciliation rather than just winning or making the conflict go away by avoiding it, perhaps, we will find many opportunities for character formation and deep spiritual growth. In fact, conflict usually brings these out. For example, when I reflect on my part in conflict, I certainly uncover my sin and have opportunity to repent. When I reflect on why I was offended by someone's comment or decision, I will uncover my true values. When I have to address the situation with my brothers and sisters in Christ, I will learn how to speak the truth in love, which is very difficult. When I am offended, I learn to forgive. When I offend, I learn to humble myself and ask for forgiveness. On the other side of conflict, I will have learned how to better love my neighbor. Reconciliation in our relationships, however, is a two-way street. If the other party in the conflict is unwilling to pursue reconciliation, then it may not be possible, at least at this time. In those instances, forgiveness is still required of you, but full reconciliation may not be attainable. For today, I invite you to reflect on your motives in relational conflicts. Are you seeking reconciliation or just trying to win the argument? Do you tend to avoid avoid conflict in the interest of keeping a false peace? Commit to pursuing reconciliation in conflicts with others, especially within the church. In a closing note, if you are in the middle of a relational conflict that you're struggling to balance justice and forgiveness and mercy, or if you're struggling to know what to do, uh, we have workbooks at the church that can help. It's based on uh, Ken Sandy's book, The Peacemakers, and it walks you through just how to approach uh, your, your own processing and reflecting, but also how to approach the conversation uh, with others as well. It's super good. So if you need one, please let me know, and I'd be happy to get you one.